the Mortal Yogi Podcast with me, Dougal Meacham. So, uh, hi, Greg. Welcome to the Mortal Yogi Podcast. It's great to have you. Good evening. Yeah, hi, g'day, Dougal. Thank you for having me. I don't know what time it is there. Probably, what, 7 o'clock in the morning or something? Crazy. Oh, it's 11. You're good. I'm awake. I've had my coffee. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I'm just about ready. I'm just about ready to go to bed. So, well, uh, greetings from Australia. Super nice, and it's winter over there, right? You've just been snowboarding, skiing, snowboarding, skiing season. Yeah, I've just been lucky enough to be back in New Zealand for uh, four days with my family, and my kids, um, uh, snowboarding and skiing. It was great. Learned to snowboard for the first time, which wasn't so great, but. Um, <laughs> so, uh, snow. Before we get into stuff, so snowboarding and skiing. Australia and New Zealand. So you've skied in, uh, around the world. Have you been? Have you been around places? I've skied in uh, in New Zealand, every field in New Zealand. Never skied in Australia because I'm, yeah. I'm a Kiwi, uh, and I've skied in, uh, in Canada a couple of times. But that's so my, where that's my life. where would you rank uh, New Zealand as a ski destination? Good. No bias, of course, as a Kiwi. Oh, there's some really good spot. There's a really good field down in the in the South Island, down by Queenstown, a, a, a field called uh, Preble Cone. Okay. That's real. Place called Wanaka. That's beautiful. Oh, um, Wanaka, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you can't beat the you can't beat skiing in in, uh, in Canada, from my experience. Mate. Oh yeah. Because look, in Canada, you're skiing amongst trees. In yeah. You're, so you're within the in the in the uh, in the tree line. In New Zealand, you're up on the mountain tops in tussock, so there's no trees. Okay. It's very exposed. It's high up? Just a, uh, yeah. no, no, not no. high, not really high about maybe six thousand feet, probably. I don't know, not that oh, high. Okay, okay, mm. okay. Mm. So it's a, a brief, uh, brief uh, sidebar into into skiboarding. But uh, I've asked you here, <laughs> which wasn't on the agenda. So I've asked you here to come in, and uh, we're going to talk about men in yoga and yoga with men and all this stuff, which is a super chunky uh, topic to take a big bite out of. Uh, but before we do that, tell me a little bit about yourself, because you got a, a great backstory. Uh, tell us how you got into yoga, where you've been in life, how you got to this mess that you are, where you are now. <laughs> tell us about yourself. All right. Well, um, born in New Zealand in 1960, so I'm 58 now. Mm. Um, normal upbringing, dad was a public servant, had brother and sister, but they were a lot older than me, so I was effectively an only child. Okay. As we did... In my generation, played shitloads of sport when we were younger, yep. athletic, athletics, and I played soccer, football. Yeah. Um, and I played that right through into my 30s. Um, mm -hmm. I moved around a lot within New Zealand through Dad's jobs. Uh, I played soccer always competitively and probably to rep oh, yeah. standard. Yeah. Um, athletics, I was, I was I was fast. I was I was a sprinter, but I I started uh, slowing down as I got into my teens. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I discovered alcohol and females, and that was the end of that. That slows you down, yeah. That slows you right down. And it, so I, I kept with my football. Okay. And um, and, I, um, and I'll talk a little bit about this because it's quite important in the whole story. I, I, I ended up playing in my senior years for into quite a competitive team, and we had a really strong culture of uh, win at all costs. Mm -hmm. And we were very successful, but it, it created a really aggressive um, aggressive dynamic within the team and, and it wasn't until some time later uh, probably 15 years later I actually realised how that had affected me to become to operate in that really aggressive way mm -hmm. you know what I mean 
like we won everything that we, but we were very hard on each other and ourselves. And and as as when I went into business later in life, I, I operated in that manner. In the same way. Really counterproductive. Anyway, so career-wise, I became I'm a chartered accountant by profession. Mm-hmm. I worked in chartered accountancy in New Zealand for two or three years. Then I went to the UK, worked in London for Otis, Ele- Otis Elevators and okay. the Oval. Yeah. For a couple of years and then moved to Australia for a couple of years, worked in commerce. And then at, when I was 30, um, my then wife and I, we moved back to New Zealand to buy a manufacturing business. Yeah. I uh, just decided we want to go home. It was mm-hmm. uh, t- time to go home. Yeah. And, and, this, and, yeah. the, and the criteria was uh, how much does it make and can I do it? Yeah. That was it. And um, anyway, so I made the appropriate money and my father-in-law at the time, he said, you can absolutely do it. So six weeks later, here I find myself in charge of a garage door manufacturing operation, not knowing a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite a baptism of fire, as you can imagine. Where are you in New Zealand? Because I've been around South Island a fair amount. Uh, where, where, are you, where are you based? Oh, uh, that was in Tauranga. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, you know Tauranga? Yep. Yeah, beautiful spot, lovely beach, Mount Monganui beach is just yeah. stunning. Um, yeah, so I lived there for probably from year, you know, I was 30 to probably about 24 years, I suppose. Wow, okay. Ran different manufacturing businesses, everything went amazingly well. We had two children on the way, son and a daughter. And then, um, then what happened, of course, was the GFC hit in ah. 2009-2010. Okay. Yeah. At that point, you know, I had 32 staff, stressed to the max, really aggressive. Uh, marriage was in, was on on the rocks. And I was just at the end of my tether, to be honest with you. I didn't. I, I'm pretty certain I was within about two months of, of a breakdown at that point. Oh, and what wow. happened? Yeah, so it was pretty critical. You know, I was how was I, 49 at the time. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a long time just happened to walk into my office, and uh, and I remember I was sitting there with my head in my hands on my de- head on my desk, just shaking my head. Oh, I just saying, oh, I don't know how to turn this thing around. We're stuck. You know, I thought oh, we were going out of business. Anyway, he said, you need to go on this personal development course, and it's in Nepal, and it's in three weeks. You need to go. <laughs> went, oh yeah of course like I've got the money to go to Nepal for a yeah. first thing secondly I don't think I could convince my wife that that was going to be appropriate for me to do because we weren't really on speaking terms and um, I just couldn't see my way clear oh. so anyway he pursued me he rang me every day said you need to come, wow. you need to come and go, That's go. A good no, no 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 anyway um, what what happened through some generosity, the person who was taking the course, it was called, a, this is a little plug for them, it's a business called Second Base, mm-hmm. uh, dot, dot org, I think it is, and she takes these these leadership trainings in Nepal and takes people, uh, executives and other people to Nepal for a lot. It's about, um, it's almost, it's not humi- humility training, it's about really uh, values-based leadership. Okay. And in part, as part of that course, you go down to southern Nepal, you would do a little project in one of the villages for a week and you stay, you're, you're billeted by local people, okay. eat their food, just stunning. So anyway, so as, long story short, um, they just, they offered me the course for a humongous discount because they could see that I was at a pivotal point in my life. Mm-hmm. 
So I went, um, not knowing what to expect, and every morning, as part of this course, we did yoga. Okay. Yeah, it might have been on the on the top of a roof in Kathmandu, or it could have been <laughs> in a, outside a field, a rice field, and in the southern part of it, or during the trek we did, it could have been up in the mountains with the Annapurnas above. Wow. It's just stunt. It's just stunt. Wow. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those things that, you know, I'm pretty competitive, so it was something I couldn't really do very well. Mm. And, I, and, and I was, you know, not flexible and I was a bit overweight at the time. And anyway, I came, a whole lot of things got resolved during that course. Um, and I came back and I decided that yoga is something that I wanted to keep doing. And one of the young fellows on the course said to me something about Bikram yoga. <laughs> okay. So I said, what's What's Bikram yoga? I had no clue. So he told me, and I went, that sounds really good because I liked the idea that it was going to be really hard. You know, that was my psyche. It's got to hurt. Yeah. Uh, and so I just went to Bikram three days a week yeah. uh, for probably three years. Wow. And what I found was, I mean, because when I got back, of course, all the shit was still there, as you yeah. can imagine. But I had a kind of a plan in place of how I was going to resolve things. And... Yeah. Um, which one of them included selling one of my businesses, which was, which was a very good decision. But every time I'd go to yoga, I, I just find it would give me some fuel for the next day. Mm. You know, you have that one hour of quiet time, which I used to crave. I'd get to two, two, two or three mm. o'clock in the afternoon, and go, and just look at the clock and go, oh my god, it's only three hours to go get some quiet. Mm. And I was, and it was, and I, and I've always put that yoga as being. A really important thing on me surviving that whole thing, if you know what I mean. Mm. Gave me fuel. I mean, I was still doing, you know, I still was still drinking too much and doing other, and 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 not looking after myself. But the yoga was the one thing that really gave me the fuel to keep going. Mm. So anyway, as things evolved, I sold one of the businesses. So my marriage, I, I left my marriage uh, about a year and a half later. Uh, at that time, I. I I just wanted to get out of my business. I, I had enough. So we, after I, I got the business in the marriage settlement, and so um, I went through the process of building it back up and sold that about five years ago, I suppose. Wow. And, and in the course of that, I met my you know, partner, Michelle, who lives here in Toowoomba, where I am. Mm -hmm. So we met in the States on a personal development course. And um, I just started doing the Trans-Tasman thing. Running, flying across the Tasman. Yeah. Oh, in New Zealand, loved me, I can tell you. So tell, um, tell, tell me, tell us about that, because not all of us, I think, have, will know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, so it would be like um, having your girlfriend. If you lived in Scotland, your girlfriend lived in Spain. Yeah. So every once every once a month, initially, I'd come over for three or four days, and then yeah. it sort of got to once for a week a month. I mean, it was two weeks for a month, and then the end. I went through the process, sold the business, and moved over. Wow. So uh, I was lucky I had a kind of business and a really good right-hand man at that time who could basically run the business when I was away anyway. So mm. I'd lost interest. I had to get out for the sake of the business, and it's prospered ever since, and I'm really happy that it has. Nice. But, you know, it's funny. I put my heart and soul into that, and when I walked away, I never looked back. Mm. It was it was a time, it had its time and place, and it's done. It had its yeah. time and place, and it was cool, but never thought about it again really now i mean you've said it i mean you said a bazillion things which are really interesting here but so you're into sport heavily um and it's amazing to me you know as a yoga teacher trainer how many 
it often just dancers and models, but actually the more I taught and train yoga teachers, there's a lot of ski boarders, professional athletes, like top, top, top rugby players, football players. You look around the world now and you look at top, top teams and there are always some yoga teacher in and around the environment community somewhere that they're working in. And so you've, can you um, describe a little bit, maybe this comes into now the meat of the topic that we talk about, but what is the difference between yoga and a professional sport like soccer or football? Because you said that the, I mean, maybe it's, is it the competitive aspect is not there, but then you're competing with yourself. What is the difference in time? What it, when you come away from a game that you've, and you've won and you've come out of a Bikram class, why is yoga so different to a good game of football? Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, I think there's a couple of things. You come out of a game of football, you're pretty hyped normally. You know, your, yeah. your adrenaline's rushing. You come out of, say, a Vikram, you're depleted, but mm. you're also kind of, you're calm. Right? Mm. And Vikram's an interesting one because I, I think Vikram's quite a competitive uh, yeah. form of yoga because you're really competing with yourself because you know what's yeah. coming up. Yeah, and next and next time I'm going to nail that bloody pose, right? <laughs> whereas you, you don't, yeah, totally. Whereas you go to normal, or no, I call it normal, to another type of style of yoga, you're just going to flow with whatever goes, and yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So, so I think that's a little different, and and you're right. Um, you know, all the all the top uh, sporting teams are doing yoga uh, mm. at these days. Like the All Blacks, who obviously I'm very passionate about, they they um. They, yoga is a big part of a yeah. lot of those diets. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the, the, the Brisbane Broncos, the major league side down here, that they're all got a yoga program, the basketball guys, the netball girls. Yeah. Uh, the AFL, they've all got they're yoga. They're all in it. And I'll, I'll echo that from Scotland. Scotland is the, uh, is a lot of, uh, is one of the big British Olympic bases, the Scottish Olympic swimming team, the rugby guys, the cricket guys, all the major football teams here all have at least one yoga coach, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think it's a great thing for giving you some balance in, mm. in your in your activity. You know, you can keep doing, and I, I love yin yoga, right? So, you know, you're doing yang, yang activity and you've got to balance it somehow with your yin. Mm. And I think, I think it's a really, you know, really important aspect of just getting balance in what you're doing otherwise you, you just get out of balance and we're not when i was doing my own training and, and bits and pieces i'd just be everything would be yang 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 and i'd, I'd mm. break down i'd pull calf muscles achilles tendons hamstrings all the time yeah. just because i wasn't looking after the other side of it you know i was just really looking to build strength and endurance and aerobic capacity mm. but wasn't wasn't looking after the lengthening and the gentle activity which and and uh uh, body weight type exercise mm. that yoga yoga is, you know. Mm. So is it maybe if I reframe what you're saying a little bit, it's I guess it's training for performance no matter what is kind of sport, and yoga is is is, is not performance, it's health. Is that is that a is that a is that what you're saying? And the, of course, yeah. there's the mental emotional aspects as well. Well, Ed, yeah, I think that's I think that's true, and. I, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's some, like I'm pretty really passionate about bringing yoga to guys. Mm. Is that um, we just like, we just naturally seem to go down that can. <laughs> and it's a, gen, it's a generalization, right? Yeah. We yeah. naturally tend to go down that competitive track. Mm. 
and yoga to me it really just exposes a different path you can take mm. to have similar if not better results mm. so 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 you've been in business you've been in fairly serious about your sport and um and you know as you go on you get to what you call the breakdown i mean the the, the shits hit the fan big time here greg and and this is, you know, people on this podcast, but generally in life, I'm sure you meet them. This just like, and then I found yoga and there was a path to somehow recovery, healing, or just changing direction. It's such a, it's such a great yoga story. Um, so you, you've, you've come there. It's, it's, it's a classic. Yeah. Well, what happened was that when I moved over to, moved to Australia, so I sold my house, sold everything, moved over to be with my partner. And mm. she always said to me, she said, you know, you'd be a really good yoga teacher and you should teach oh, yeah. yoga to guys. Yeah. And I'm going, are you mental? <laughs> but, I mean, first of all, look at me. I'm built like a, you know, like a prop. Mm. And um, I certainly couldn't see that myself. Mm. And so, so we, we did some strange things like we did, went and did a body work course called Zentai Shiatsu, which is a, okay. a mix, mix. Have you heard of Zentai Shiatsu? No, but I can kind of think about what that kind of means. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, well, you've got the Oriental, bit of an Oriental background, haven't you? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that was really interesting, but it was really challenging for me um, being put into that environment with all these body work type people, yogi, mm. yo, yoga students. And here I felt like a, you know, like a fish out of water, but... Mm. But that went over about nine months, uh, and uh, I kind of broke down a few of the barriers I had, but I still couldn't see myself being a yoga teacher. Mm. And then one, one day, I was still thinking about it a lot, and then I came up with a name one day. I was we were in, in a yoga part of the, the course, and I was lying there feeling like a brick, you know, I couldn't move. And so Brick, brick Man came up as a, <laughs> as, a, as a play on words to Bikram, <laughs> I like it. Okay. So that's where my business is called Brickman Yoga. Brickman so yoga, yoga, yoga for bricks. Bricks don't bend. Mm. Um, so I had the name, and then, but still not the concept in my head that I could do it. And then, uh, have you heard, you've heard of the passion of meditation? Sure, sure. Yeah. So then one day, uh, and this is all in my evolving self. I'm doing all these weird, wonderful things. Oh, I'm going to go to the passion for ten days and meditate. Anyway, so we, I went through the passion thing and. Uh, I just came out of that with such clarity. This is exactly the path I need to go on. It's not easy though. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, like day five. I'm, I'm screaming, you know, I got to get out of this place. But then but, you come uh, out, but then you come out with clarity. So something happened day five to 10. Well, it, in my experience, what, what I think it was, I think the, the mind was losing control, you know, cause you know, the mind's in control generally. Mm. And, and, I think the the mind for me about day five, day six was was staging its last stand because it could feel it was losing control, <laughs> and so it wouldn't let me quiet in my mind, and that was driving me crazy. And I had a real fit. I went back to my room, sulked for two or three hours. Thought I got to leave. I couldn't couldn't leave because I had my keys. And so, <laughs> <laughs> lucky I had my keys, I would have gone probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I went back into, and then I went back to the next next meditation, and I'm on. Wow, it's like it's, it, so. I, yeah, it just felt like a last stand on the mind against mm. me, and you know there was no magic clarity or stuff. There were seconds of of amazingness, and but I just came away 
and I walked out and uh, I've got to go and do this. So the following, that was in November, the following April, I started my my level one teacher training. Nice. And, and here uh, you are. So you're now run your, so that's uh, how many years ago? Um, three, four yeah. years ago, maybe. Okay, four. Okay. So I, so, so I did the training and, um, and then I started in my spare room here with two friends. Twice a week they'd come in and I'd just work with them and practice. And then yeah. uh, I took a leap and hired a yoga studio just for a class and got guys in and slowly the word got around and did a couple of classes a week for probably two years. And then, um, I, then uh, I was also working part-time in my old profession, but I was running, I was running a pharmacy of all things. Okay. Um, um, which was kind of against the grain to be honest with you, but, um, I quit that. It, I just decided I didn't like being there anymore last August and, and I just quit. Yeah. And then I got home, went, Oh shit. I've got to live here somehow. <laughs> I, I need to get serious about this yoga. Yeah. And um, that's when I got involved with Amy, uh, yeah. Amy McDonald, and uh, yeah. helping to grow the business. And by Christmas, we had website up, started teaching in terms. I did my first proper term teaching this year, and the class numbers have grown nicely. And yeah, it's looking really good. Really nice. happy with the way things good are old, going. Good old Amy and good old you. So, so, so tell us. I've, so I've asked you on, and, and Amy's brought us together, which is actually super nice. Um, but so you're you're predominantly teaching men or only men? So the brick the brick man part of my business, which is at the moment three classes a week, is men only. Men only. And I okay. and I do a yin mixed yin class on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my passion is to, is is really is uh, is men only. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's where my focus is, you know, and whether that's going to be teaching, uh, like working with football teams, which I'd really love to do. And I have done a little bit of that. Mm. Um, I've done some work with the local private school here with the, with a couple of their sports teams, the, the boys yep. colleges. Yeah. That's really cool with working with those young fellas. That, yeah. You know, they, they all come in with the, you can sort of see them smirking as they walk into a yoga class Yeah. and they walk out, you know, without just about, you know, Geez, that was hard. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> and, you know, and I kind of like to. Like that, right? Well, it's a, it's a. You know, I think you've got to wake them up yeah. by doing that. So, yeah. I quite like if I have a bunch of new people, you can see a little skeptical. I like to smash them mm. a little bit just to just to wake them up and make them yeah. realise, yeah, this is actually serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you, then you can go through the, the 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 philosophical and the gentle and the meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get later on. You got to get their attention first. So you, so you, so, so why men and why yoga? I mean, this would seem, would seem like the stupidest pairing in the universe almost. I mean, if you if you go around the, it's changing a little bit, and depending where you are in the world, it's very different. But in, certainly where I am uh, in our discussion, like before we started this podcast, like it's hard to get men in yoga it's it's hard and you've made this this is the centerpiece of your yoga your yoga business and your yoga life why it's are you crazy yeah i think i am <laughs> because it's a hard gig you know it's, it has been it's, it's hard. been hard yards it's been hard yards and and uh 
and you know, I don't see it becoming easier anytime soon. I, I've just mm. got to keep promoting and and looking at little niches. But mm. the reason why is really it's from the, my own personal experience to see how, you know, to be not to be overly dramatic, it probably helped save me from something which was a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So that's really why, because um, if that hadn't come in along out of the blue, I would never have approached. I, I, it was never on my horizon yoga at all. I'd never mm. even talked to anyone about it or thought about it. Mm. So uh, unless uh, through the through crisis, through through the help that I had and discovering it, it really changed my whole future. My last ten years have gone through a complete and utter turnaround to where I am where I am now. I mean, you know, from a probably a pretty angry, aggressive um, A type business manager. Definitely, you want to see my yep. chart, mate. I'm top right-hand corner, going <laughs> going north, you know. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still got evidently I've still got anger issues, according to some people. But um, <laughs> it's it's um it's a lot better than it was, and the outcome is going to be way better than it was. You know, like I used to drink a lot of a lot of wine and. Yep. Oh, you know, I just cut, you know, I still have a beer and a wine. I love it, but uh, I did nothing like I used to. And I just think if I'd kept down that track, my mobility, my health would have would have gone downhill pretty quickly. So are you so are you saying the angle that you're coming into men's yoga is men in modern men men not all of them. I mean, if we're talking you know uh, abstracts and, and broad strokes here, but men there are there are there are a lot of men have restricted options the older they get or just as, as they go along their life and yoga is a is one way of giving you more options i guess is what you're saying you could, i mean you have a pretty dramatic uh, i mean your business is going south your marriage is going south and somehow yoga's helped you just take a breather and step back and go I can do this. I can move that way. I can go that way. I can. I can do this. Mm. I can do that. I mean. I mean. If I just um, Scotland, I think where I'm living has one of the highest male middle age suicide rates in the world. Um, it's men, you know. And the the, the classic analysis is uh, you get to 45 or whatever. You got a huge mortgage. You got kids who are in school. You got a wife who you might be the main earner. And it's just too much, man. It's just I, I'm not sure how I can get out of this. And yeah. it seems to be a, an issue, a problem for us guys. It's a it's a major issue, and and New Zealand and Australia have very very high. I think New Zealand is the highest in the Western oh, yeah? world suicide rate. For, oh really? For, yeah, for males. Yeah. Um, you know the thing, guys naturally don't talk uh, no. about those types of things. No. And and and. Um, so they need some kind of other way of getting that relief. And, and see, one thing about yoga, I think, it gives them a physical activity, if you like, mm. but it also gives them the opportunity during that physical activity to really quiet themselves. Mm. Which, if you think they go to the gym or sit on a bike with ten mates, like I used to do, uh, you know, you're yakking, you're not really quieting, quiet because you're, you're mm. observing. In the gym, you're working, you're talking to other people in yoga, you know, one of the great things I think about yoga, I can have a 15 guys in a class and I sometimes sit there just before we start and it's fine. Mm. They're just sitting in their own spaces, whether what they're doing, I don't know what they're thinking about, but it's just a bit of quietness for them. 
Mm. And then, then at the end of the class, as time goes on, I'm seeing more little clicks of guys having yaks, having a chat, mm-hmm. talking, swapping notes. So one of the things about what I'm trying to do, trying to trying to create as a community, if you like, where guys can feel really comfortable to come into the class and do, do some yoga, some physical exercise, and some quiet, quietness and mindfulness, and also connect with other guys. So it's starting, it's not going into, it's, this is really paring it down to real basics. I mean, it's guys in a room on a mat. There's, you're not, doesn't sound like you're spouting deep philosophy or tantra or connecting with chakras or any of this kind of stuff. It's, it's just getting guys moving body and shutting them, shutting their heads up, essentially. That, that, that's basically it, man. That's really yeah. what it was for me too, you know, it was... Physical, physical movement in a quiet, in a quiet environment to enable me to, to just get some peace. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it was, a, it was a real relief for me. Mm. I mean, um, like a, a little initiative that I had recently, I got um, a, a lady found me on somehow, and I ended up going out west, out into towards the outback, a couple yeah. of hours, and did a couple of classes for the local, local blokes out in this little country town. And uh, that was because of that through drought relief. They, 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 she got some funding for drought relief because of the, they're going through terrible mental health problems because it hasn't rained for three years. Mm. And their, their crops are Jeez. like dust and these poor guys, you know. Anyway, these guys came in and it was <laughs> on a Friday night and they're wandering in the high-vis gear and their tuba hats and some of them have got <laughs> boots on and jeans and they're all kind of <laughs> arms crossed. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> Sat them on the mat, and then the last guy walked in. He just walked into the hall and said, "Looked around, said, what the hell, what's going on here? I was just going into the pub and I saw the saw the cars outside." <laughs> so, so anyway, I said, "Come on!" And he sat on the mat, and there was about twelve of these dudes, and I thought there might only been three, but twelve turned up. We had a great time, you know, and and I I got them laughing at each other, and we got them trying to do crow pose, and they were all falling over and laughing, and and we all went to the pub and had a couple of beers afterwards, and they they just loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Gave them the gave them the few an hour of fun and just to forget all the stuff that was going on. I mean, uh, Greg, I gotta almost stop you here for legal reasons. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is so far away from the uh, average way that a yoga class is. You know, it's know. like it's not uh, it's not Friday evening heart opening flow uh, with Greg inspired by uh, you know uh, by uh, Krishna's teachings. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, blokes having a laugh and beer. I mean, so yoga. I mean, what you're saying is, I mean, what? So, what do you think about yoga and men and the way that it's being marketed and promoted to guys? There's obviously a massive disconnect here. Yeah, mate. Yeah. You know, the, the one of one of the one of the other reasons I, that I've gone down the track that I have and the kind of and the and trying to promote in a kind of a blokey type of way. Mm. Is I want guys to be able to, you know, it's like most guys. Most guys, this is a generalisation, are a little reluctant to walk into a yoga studio because it's full of females. That's putting it mildly, yeah. Who are yeah bendy, stronger than them yep. in the yoga pose, just about always. Uh, and these guys feel totally inferior and freaked out. Yeah. And so I'm trying to make it so that they anybody, any size, any shape can come in and feel, yeah. He can do it. I can, mm. you know. And even to the point, of looking at me, because my body shape is not sure. I'm certainly not, you know, I'm not uh, no Marzo. 
mm. for example, you know, but um, my body shape is, and I'm not flex, I'm not flexible in certain places because I've got injuries and mm. and the same thing. They need to look at this. I hope they can look at me and go, well, if he can do it, I can probably do it. Mm. Mm. So, so it's got to be the marketing has to has to. If you're going to get, as well as I was going to ask you about what your thoughts were on how do you market and get guys into yoga and, and one one particular guy that's in training with it, he said, well, you need to really appeal to the ego. So you know you advertise on the with the uh, doing handstands and weird poses and stuff, which people can guys can look at and go, oh yeah, I could, I could probably do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I kind of don't think that's true. I think guys, I don't, I don't think it's so. Real. Yeah, I mean. If I take off my uh, my, I mean, if I just engage and get into my blokey head, um, and I go back to way back, you know, way back when I started yoga, um, I think, and you can tell me this, but I think the man in me, if there's attractive, or, or just women in the room, well, and, you know, all women are attractive to to me in some way. So, but you know, just if there's women in the room doing stuff that 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 I cannot do, I don't want to be there. Um, and so I think that many men, I don't think just men, but many people are put off by those super sexy, amazing people in beautiful places doing the big poses because they just go, and particularly if it's a woman, they sit there and go, I just, I'm, I'm not going to that. It's just, mm. she's, she's, she's good looking. She's better than me. There's something deep down in us, man, in men, which just goes, "I'm, I'm not playing that game. I don't want to be there. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't know where it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Whether it's a, whether it's an ego thing or probably or the need to be on top of the food chain necessarily. You know, from a DNA perspective, I, I don't really know. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we have to try and make. When I was actually, I was at the training the other day in the states and. We, you know how they go around at the end of the time what did you find about what did you get out of it and we, it was all about anatomy mm. and I said you know what I really like about this it helps demystify what we're doing in yoga there's actually yeah. a really good purpose for why you're doing this stuff and I said I believe that we all need as teachers need to try and demystify it because it's too yeah. mystical yeah you know, I think is, is this aura around it that it's you know like, yeah, it's like essential oils and candles and alms. <laughs> I, have, I haven't done an alms with my class. I've been teaching teaching my guys for three years. I haven't done one alms yet. I haven't worked out yeah. yet. Yeah, these guys are pretty functional. Like, we don't, I don't want to, I don't want, don't rub sandalwood on my glutes. Don't, uh, don't burn <laughs> stuff. Uh, weird things. Don't come around and massage my temples or, you know, adjust my pelvis. Uh, I want to know, we're pretty, we're, we're engineering guys. We want to know, like, you know, I've got a bad back. How am I going to fix that? Oh, I've got tight shoulders. How am I going to go from, you know, crunched up to opened up? How am I going to build build strength and feel better as a, as a guy? Oh. We're pretty, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty caveman like that. Um, but that's not how most yoga is proposed at all to, to guys. Um, and you know, uh, what well, the other thing, of course, is the majority of the yoga instructors are female. Yep. Yep. I mean, every every training I've ever been in, I've yep. I've, I've been ten percent of the class, maybe yeah. less. Yep. So yep. Um, you know, there needs to be more guys training, uh, and I think there needs to be more guys targeting blokes. You know, if you think from a business perspective, I think there's a <laughs> massive opportunity. Yes. But yeah. 
boy, there's going to be some hard yards to get to the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, um, so so I, I, I'm in based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And as I said, we've got the uh, Scottish rugby here, who I think mm. beat New Zealand once, I think, in the last decade. I think that when it was here <laughs> in Scotland, you're, look, you're screwing up your face. I don't think you've ever beaten us, actually. Have we never beaten you? That's quite possible. Maybe it's just me romanticizing or fantasizing. That's uh, very possible. I don't but think Scotland is Scott, it's very. I mean, you're number one. Are you number one in the world now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're number. I don't know. Top ten? Are we top ten? I don't know. I don't. We don't count when we're not number one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're top ten-ish. So, but this, so the rugby guys go into one of the studios that I work with here, and as a yoga teacher, looking at their yoga, this is the scottish rugby team so this is the national football team on mats mm. they're 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 crap at it they're horrible um mm. they're you know there's the classic rugby body is super super heavy up top big shoulders massive biceps triceps all of the stuff rotator cuff is all massive so if you ask the one of them to or any of them to like lift their arms up straight arms yeah. That's not happening. This is that's a rug and being harsh, but that's a rugby guy with his arms at full extension, yeah. you know, and then fully flexed over his forehead. That's they're not getting there. There, this is this is that. So their bodies, uh, rugby guys, soccer guys, are very very different. And it was sh- the first time I went and saw them. I was like, but hang on, this is Scotland's top rugby players this is the peak of male fitness they're in their late teens and 20s but they cannot they cannot straighten their arms so holy crap where how do i even start to teach these guys uh yeah yeah it's interesting like i think you've got to when you're dealing with guys of different ages and different abilities and physiques you just gotta kind of and one of the one of the things i loved about noah's teaching he said i think in the first teaching he said Look, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. No. Just as long as you're doing something. Yeah. And I, you know, I look down at my class sometimes, and we're doing trick and us, and there'd be there'd be ten different versions of it going on. You know. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I'm not going to get. Do, do I? They're doing something. That's. I'm just glad that they're there. They're doing something. And yeah. over time, you tweak them, you work with them, you see them improve. And but just when they first come for. A, just let them, just let them move, you know. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just let have to. Be. You just have to. Uh, I mean, I sit around Christmas time or whatever with my uncles and my dad. My dad's in his seventies. My uncles are in their sixties. My cousins who are in their forties and fifties. Um, this will be something classic, like you know, hi guys, how you doing? And then a couple of beers will go in, and uh, one of them will be like, well, uh, how 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 you feeling? Uh, Jimmy or whatever Scottish guy, so it's one guy called Jimmy, and uh, oh my, you know my back's killing me. And then the other guy, one of my other cousins, well, I, actually my back's terrible as well. And the other guy, and then eventually you know ten guys around them, so actually they're all in chronic pain, all of them. And mm. then it comes around to me, the yoga teacher sitting in the corner, and they go, I'm 47 this year, and they go, Well, Dougal, how are you? And I will go, Well, actually I'm, I had back pain in my 30s, but I don't have it anymore, and. You know, to be a little bit non-PC, they'll look at me and go, well, that's you're not a real man then. They give me that look like if you're not in pain, you, you can't be. <laughs> you got to be you got to be, you know, gay or 
uh, or weird or, you know, doing something strange because that's real men have pain. And if you're not in pain, you're not a real man. So they kind of look yeah. at me and, I, and they go, and I go, actually, I'm not in pain. But then this is where it really gets interesting. They all go, well, you're just freaking weird and go back to drinking beer and knock <laughs> back the ibuprofen. And I'm like, not one of them will ask me, well, how come you're not in pain? Yeah, interesting. Eh? Fascinating guys are interesting. If you get women around that, but oh, oh yeah, Jane, hey, oh yeah, well I rub the oil on and I do a couple of stretches and I do that. They all get into it. Whereas guys, it's like you're weird, man. You're not in pain. Let's just drink. <laughs> I think I think there's two reasons for that. I think I, one, they don't want to be taken to an, to a place they they aren't comfortable. Yeah. Which is they they know you're a yoga teacher and you'll start talking about that yoga stuff. You know. Yeah. We don't want to go there. No. And you know, if you go back, this has always been my um, my thought about why guys um, will pedal through pain and ignore their bodies. Is, you mm. know, back in the back in the caveman days, you pull the hamstring. Well, you're still going to keep running yeah. away from that or chasing that that saber tooth tiger away because it's going to eat the family otherwise. Yeah, you've got to keep moving and you've got to keep operating and work through the pain. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's survival. about survival. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think the DNA is, I think it's a really strong, strong uh, um, DNA thing within our, within our systems. Yeah. Of, of guys, you know. So what do we do to get guys in, in yoga? What are your, what tricks are you pulling? I get, I guess, I guess you're doing something different. You. Well, I'm just trying to be, a, I'm trying to be blokey. I'm just, I'm trying to. <laughs> I mean, once I get them in the class, it's, it's the hardest thing is getting them in the class. Yes. Once I've got them in the class, yeah. I generally have got them, yeah. I've worked them pretty hard, and that they, they have some respect for the, the process, and they come away thinking, you know, I'm feeling pretty good after that. So yes. I keep coming back. Once you got them in, yeah. Getting them in, that's the hard one. So I, I, I do an, an intro once a term. I'm trying other little things like father and son yoga. We've got a, a little thing coming up in a couple of weeks on that. Yeah. Just trying to get. Oh, I work at a couple of gyms at the moment as well, just to supplement mm. the income. And there's a slowly getting a little bit of a following there where people are starting to ask me now, oh, here you do your own classes. I wouldn't mind coming. So it's just a, it's a, it's a one guy at a time thing, unfortunately. So you're, so you're meeting them in their environments that they're already comfortable in. I mean, this, I mean, I have, uh, I'm working with a PT and I'm working with a Muay Thai, uh, teacher and they're both very respected in their fields but they're both super injured in their mm. fields and they have they've been working with uh, physios and sports doctors and they can't fix themselves um so they've turned to yoga so i think yeah it makes total sense like you go into the into the blokey environments like you've mentioned pubs you've mentioned gyms to get it away from the kind of airy fairy yoga studios which are intimidating yeah yeah you just you just got to get out there. I, I'm just fine. I've just got to get as much exposure out there. Like I, I was on, I um, it was Men's Health Week the other week. I, mm -hmm. I happened to ring the local TV station and said, "Hey, would you like to do an article?" And they went, "Yep." So I was on TV. Um, you know, it's funny when you see yourself being filmed. You critique Weird. your you critique your uh, your pose, and I, I I saw a couple of things. I went, "Oh my god, that's dreadful!" But it was it was really good because it, it, they used my own video as part of the supplement, so I had my branding yeah. on it. It was on the seven o'clock news. It was cool. Yeah. Um, 
try and get on the radio. Awesome. Just, just, just got to get out there to get the awareness out. It's, it's, it's a tough one. It, it takes time, mm. and a lot of it's word of mouth, as you know. Yeah. Um, and working more now, more into the mental health side of things like that. Mm. That trip I had out west has opened my eyes. That there's a great opportunity to to work out there and help these guys mm. um, who would never even think that yoga might be an opportunity. I mean, they've they've all requested that I go back because they enjoyed it so much, mm. which is which is fabulous. So there's a, with, there's all those mines out west in in Australia. Yeah, um, I'd like to try and get some work out there, but it, it, it's it's getting. But, it's becoming, it's somehow getting to the point where you're the person that when they start talking about men's mental health or men's physical uh, things other than normal, like gyms, etc. That, that you, so you've got to work, I've got to work out a way to get my profile up. And you got the, uh, I mean, think of places where men are, I mean, just things which come to mind are police, military, sport. Yeah, we just need uh, one teacher. Just needs to be in one of these places, and you're going to be busy as hell. Yeah, well, I've I've done some work out at the military, uh, which, which is really good. I did I did a class for about 120 blokes. Yeah, about two years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, they're an interesting bunch. They're, it's a pretty macho type of environment, so it's <laughs> pretty tough one to crack with them. But I think if I've got more opportunities, I I'd be good. The police. They've all got wellness programs, and one of the buzzwords within all of those first responder things like the police, the, the yep. fire guys, the ambulance guys, yep. is men, mental health because they're under mm. such, they're all under under heavy stressful situations constantly. Yeah, mm. yeah. I so, mean, um, I mean, I met a. You, you should check out Blind Tiger Yoga. I think he's in. I think he's in Sydney, but he's a guy in Australia. Uh, working yeah. only with the military, you should hook him up and say hi from me. Tristan's super awesome dude, um, but he's you know he's a, a vet. Uh, he's a um, uh, what do you call it? What was the uh, Osama bin Laden? Those guys, where were they in the world? Oh, and out of Iraq. Uh, no, in uh, more Pakistan. I think Pakistan. Yeah, all around oh, Middle East somewhere. Afghanistan. Yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. So, um, I a couple of weeks ago on podcast we had a uh, an ex policeman. This is I mean this is such a big I mean I don't want to say can of worms, but as you say business opportunity. I mean there's there's a lot of places where guys are suffering, offering lines of support or recovering from stuff. Mm. Um, so it sounds like sounds like you're onto a good thing. Um. Potentially, I've just got to I've just got to work out how to how to, how, how to yeah. find to how, uh, now these people to find me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a I'm playing a long game here. It's um mm. it's it's going to take me a little while to, to get to the to the point where I think that uh, I want to be. And there's so so. I guess it. I mean, yoga is physical as well, so we don't have to get into. It's not like a, you know a couch. Or, or meeting your psychologist or psychiatrist, you're just just moving. Uh, so guys, you know, us guys are not generally touchy feely. How you doing? Tell me about your emotional life, Greg. It's not the kind of you know classic men's getting away to get to know each other. So you just met in the move, and you're saying stuff stuff sorts itself out over time through just just moving in quiet. I think so, yeah, and, and like you know, we, we'll, I'll always do a little meditation at the beginning, mm. and 
I'll throw in a bit of philosophy if I think it's appropriate at different times. Mm. Uh, and we always have the shavasana at the end, seven to ten minutes, mm. which generally, you know, they're, they're, they're loving that and they come out feeling, uh, come out in, in a really good space, generally quite chirpy, and they're always saying that their results <laughs> are good. They sleep well. Um, That's a big one. One thing that really surprised me, I, I was a bit, when I first started looking at yin, I, I thought, you know, does yin and guys, does that go together well? I thought maybe mm. guys would be just keen to be, you know, smashing out the vinyasas, but I they love yin, guys, you love yin yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, another really big yeah. um, field of yoga, which hasn't really been, and this is what you do, obviously. Um, yeah. I don't think it's been explored with males because it, it kind of it's beyond it's, it's a, a counterintuitive. You know well, I mean? it's yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, we, we spoke to Matilda a couple of months back, who's a sports um, recovery psychologist, and she, you know, we talked yoga, and then Yin yoga is kind of even more chill and even more quiet than the rest of the yoga stuff. So it's it's like up in the ante or down in the ante, if you like, even more. And what. Mm. She, what she said was one of one of the things that she said was really interesting is that in sports recovery, when you injure yourself, there's a kind of a panic mode that you, the top sports men and women go through is like, now I'm going to be out for three months. So I got to, but that's a disaster. So I got to keep training. And that mm. in itself stops them recovering. Because... Mm because they've got to keep their cardio up they've got to keep their endurance up and but that means the recovery is going to be slower um and she says that yin is the perfect way to speed up recovery and get them back into what they really love uh, but it, you're right it's totally counterintuitive it's lying down it's passive stretching it's yeah. uh lengthening muscles which you know an injured muscle is a tight one so it's doing it but it's by doing nothing. And that in our brain is like, that's lying around, that's being lazy, that's sleeping. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. also, of course, really challenging to just stay mentally quiet for that. Yep. When nothing much else is going on, just staying in your space. Sit there and look at it. Yeah. That's bloody challenging. It's hard. Yeah. So, yeah. you got it. You must have a couple of good stories. You've been doing this for a while now. If you got, like, you have to name names. And if one of these guys is listening, hey, that's me. But, What's <laughs> what, tell us something good because you know, um, you must you're you're around doing this stuff and people are coming. Who are a couple of your favorite clients that have gone from wherever they are to where they are now? Um, well, there's one guy, um, he's uh, he's 70, he started coming Jeez. about a, a year ago, yeah, and, but he's a very active 70s into CrossFit, and <laughs> okay. And he's like, he's ranked right up in the Australian CrossFit. And he, I don't oh, know wow. why he just decided he needed to cross train a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he, he came for about six months and then he came to me one day. He said, you know what? My my squat lift has improved out of sight since I've been coming to yoga. And he, he is more active. He's gone up the rankings. He's just he's just amazing. Like the 70-year-old guy. Wow. Um, I, you know, he's got his restrictions, obviously, but... Um, that's that's a really cool story because you know one one thing I, I think about I love about yoga I think it's a very sustainable practice that you can keep going right to the end of your life you know into your 80s and 90s whatever it might be you can still you can still uh, practice 
yoga or whatever form it is at that time because it, it's going to evolve with you right totally yeah um, and I think that's really cool one of the other things that I really amuses me on a weekly basis with <laughs> teaching yoga teaching yoga to guys is the noises in the room oh really yeah because well, no, you're, you're gonna well you know like an inverted commas normal class full of ladies and a couple of guys that um, it's quite respectful quiet yeah and my classes are full of grunts and groans and what and you know some I remember I looked up a little while ago and one of the guys I, I called a move I can't remember what it was was standing there with his arms crossed looking at me going look as if you want us to do what <laughs> it's, it's really it, I, I constantly chuckle have a chuckle to myself when I'm teaching these guys because they're they're um they're a little bit outside the box, you know, and I really yeah. enjoy that part of it. Yeah. And I and I love introducing them to something really outside their paradigm. Yeah. Totally and outside their comfort zone. Totally outside their comfort zone, and see that they they embrace it, and they emotionally, you know, they just, I can see they just kind of keep coming back. It's really cool. And they do keep coming back, so that's there. There's something happening there. Like you said, and about performance or feeling good about yourself or getting stronger at the age of 70. Yeah. Yeah, when you, then, you know, I've got a couple of builders who come, they, they come to builders naturally, their backs and knees start going on them. And, yeah. You know, you know that just anecdotal little things that they'll say, like, you know, I can, I've never been, haven't been able to touch my toes for like 20 years and now I'm doing it easily, tying my shoelace. Yeah. Back problems aren't as bad. I still get out of still get out of bed feeling stiff and sore, but not as bad. My recovery's quicker. Uh, and that's one of the things also I think with yoga, you know, it's it's recovery. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I've certainly found that you know we do I do a lot of uh, trekking and walking. So yeah. And I find that you know you might walk for 15, 16 k's with a pack on your back, and mm. next morning I get up. You go, feel great. Can do that again. Can do it again. Yeah. Pre yoga, aches and pains, trying to get moving. It's a, it's quite an amazing. It's a very freeing practice, I think. Uh, that's, I mean, to to a guy, uh, we are both one. That's 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 it. I mean, I think so many men give up in there. We were talking about this earlier uh, before we started. Uh, on forties and fifties, sixties, I can't. My knees are shot. I can't play football anymore. Now it's, you know, it's uh, tiddlywinks and bridge and sitting on the sofa and cricket and bowls. That's that's the l limit of my uh, what I can do. And you're saying, no, doesn't have to doesn't have to be like that. I'm stronger now than I've ever been. Yeah. And I've done the done weights and used to run and be on ride bikes for five hours and do other crazy stuff. But now I'm just just through yoga. The only thing I do is yoga. And I'm I'm stronger than I've ever been. And, uh, and no I question, totally no I, I totally agree with you. I did uh, I did martial arts, running, rock climbing, but I'm stronger now uh, at 47 than I have been definitely in my 20s and 30s, which is opposite way around from everybody else. You know, like most guys, I don't know uh, about your family and friends, but like you know, hey Bob, pick up the pen from the floor, and then there's kind of like okay, and then there's getting back up sounds something like, oh, oh. <laughs> And you're like, dude, what was what was that? And they're like, yeah, it's my standing up sound. And I'm like, that's 
that's bad. That's that's not that's not good. Um, so it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, I mean, it would sound like it's an easy sell, but it's not, huh? Nah, there's a lot. There's a lot of preconceptions that you've got yeah. to break down, and 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 I also have the opinion. This is one of my opinions: is that most guys, <laughs> particularly once they get, I've got I've got a few. Um, most guys, once they get to 45 yeah. or 40, they kind of realise that yoga is something they should do. Mm. They're getting them across, so it's on their horizon because it's become more prevalent, obviously, in the last yeah. five years. It certainly wasn't on my horizon, you know, 10 years ago. Mm. But they only come when they're ready. And that ready might be the sick of feeling their back being crooked, they're sick of yeah. whatever it might getting out of the chair and not feeling right. That 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 guys will react guys will come based on a stimulus of pain or something, I think, rather than mm. rather than the I should do that because that will make me So we're better. we're reactive, not preemptive. Yeah, I think um again painting with broad strokes, I think women tend to be a little bit more smart with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, women, women are women are designed to to nurture and themselves yep. plus their plus their offspring, right? So yep. uh, naturally, they they're going to be more in tune and look after themselves better. Yeah. So um, we're getting to the end. Tell us where to find you. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there is going, Jesus Christ, this is the, this is the guy for me, or I should get in touch with him. How do we how do we find you, Greg, out there in the multiverse? Okay, uh, my website is www.gregcawleyyoga.com.au, uh, so that's G-R-E-G-C-A-W-L-E-Y-yoga.com.au. Uh-huh. Nice. Or you can also find the same website under www.brickmanyoga, B-R-I-K-M-A-N.com.au. I think that's where I would find you first. That's uh, that's easy to remember, Brickman Yoga. That's, yeah, it does. It does get mixed up with Bikram, unfortunately, but it's kind of <laughs> part of the reason I did it too. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's smart marketing, right? And um, so uh, we're both students of and both study with Yoga Maze. So I'm hoping to see you around on the mat and actually uh, uh, give you a man hug sometimes and uh, do some downward dogging with you sometime. It's been awesome to have you on thank you very much um how do we say goodbye good night in australia uh see you later mate (laughs) (laughs) see you later mate greg awesome thanks Thanks. for having you thanks dougal been been great appreciate it okay